Well, Razorback fans, you got the number one commit out of the state of Arkansas for the 2025 class. How big of a deal is it? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the John Neighbors Show, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 on Natty State Sports and nattystatesports.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. As we're getting closer, <coughs> excuse me, getting closer to the end of the week and getting ready for what will be a great weekend of Razorback Athletics, right? Right. All the stuff that we look forward to the most, uh, we'll have some Razorback basketball, which is crazy. I don't even know how much we'll talk Razorback basketball today uh, just because it's kind of there. But uh, there are a few things, though, that are happening in Razorback land that I think are some real positive things to discuss. And one of the things that Arkansas fans got to be at least pretty excited about is that on Wednesday, Arkansas landed a commitment from Karius Kern. He is a, an offensive and defensive lineman from Marion, Arkansas. He is 6'4", 300 pounds, and he chose the Hogs over, and let me just know if you guys uh, know, notice the school here, uh, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and several others. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good offer list. He is the number 175 prospect in the nation, the number 19 offensive tackle in the land, and the top player from Arkansas. Of course, he was recruited by Sam Pittman, Eric Mateos, and Deke Adams. This is all according to hogsports.com. Now, here's the thing. Do I have any idea if Karius Kern, hope I'm saying his name right, uh, if he's going to be a stud at Arkansas, if he, is he going to be amazing? Is he going to be a game-changing player? Is he going to be a guy that just, you know, s- sets the standard for how it, the line's going to play and how good that's going to be for Arkansas and just for years to come? I have no idea. And in fact, nobody really has any idea. Nobody. He could be an all-time great player or he could be somebody that don't really hear much about. Let's hope for the fact that he could be big time. Let's hope for that. But what's more important to me, at least, is that you were able to get the number one player out of the state of Arkansas. Now, there's two things I want to dive into on this. The first one's negative, and the second one is positive. The negative being is that you're talking about your number one player out of the state of Arkansas is the number 175th player in the country. Okay? If you took the average of that and looking at there are 50 states out there in the United States and you took the averages, the fact that Arkansas is at their top player at 175 in the country really just showcases the unfortunate issues that the state of Arkansas finds themselves in when it comes to the in-state talent. I know it's never been high-level great. I know it's never been to the level that most of us have expected or that we've wanted or that we've seen before. I understand all that. However, 
It's just unfortunate that all these other states in the SEC, especially in the territory, seem to have not easier, but a better setup for in-state talent when it comes to multiple four and five stars consistently. Because let's be honest, we've seen times where Arkansas had a great in-state class. I always think back to the 2008 class of Bobby Petrino's first year. Think about a guy like Jarius Wright, Joe Adams, Greg Childs, Chris Gregg, Tyler Wilson, Dennis Johnson, just to name a few. All of those players were integral parts of the Razorback football team, not only for their first year, but really for years to come. But unfortunately, that is the exception to the rule. The rule normally is that Arkansas does not produce the high-level talent of other states, especially in the SEC. And in fact, if you look at the footprint of where the SEC stands, one would say that Arkansas is dead last. I mean, they're for sure behind Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina. Even throw in Tennessee. Maybe even throw in Kentucky. Maybe even throw in Missouri. It's just unfortunate, but it is the way it is. Now, a lot of you, and myself kind of included in this conversation, kind of look at that as saying, you know what, that's why Arkansas, as far as winning a national championship, I really don't have the same confidence in them doing that in football that I do in the other sports because of the lack of in-state talent. Because, my goodness, if you look at basketball, basketball's got insane amount of in-state talent each and every year. In fact, five stars are, are pretty prevalent here in the state of Arkansas, at least high four stars each and every year. Same thing in baseball. Baseball, I mean, it seems like you could just go to the city of Bryant and be able to put together an entire team from over the last 10 years. But football's just never really been that case. And this is just the latest example. And again, not hating on the kid or hating on anybody, just the reality. This is the latest example of how poor Arkansas's overall talent is year in and year out when it comes to the high school ranks. Some of you say, oh, it's just because they don't get evaluated the same way or the way that they should. Okay. But I also think that sometimes players just go and play different sports. They want to check out different sports. They want to do different sports. And football may not be, if they're a number one athlete, you may not be a football player. You may do basketball. You may do something else. But that's what you got to deal with. So that's the negative. But the positive positive is that anytime that you're able to get the number one player out of the state of Arkansas, no matter the sport, it's always a big deal. If it's a five-star player or a four-star player or even three-star player, if they're the number one player in your state, it's big time. And it's crucial and it's vital and it's important. Now, it's not to say that Razorback fans don't love all the other players that are coming to their school and other sports from other states. I mean, for crying out loud, you could really look at some of the best players that Razorback baseball has had in the past decade, and look at, like, none of them have been from the state. Think about a Heston Kerstad. You think about a Kevin Copps. You think about an Andrew Benatendi. And these guys aren't just from the state of Arkansas. Now, they become Razorbacks, and you love them all the same. But in football, it's always been some of, if not the best players ever to come through here this school, especially over the past 30 years or so, have been from the state of Arkansas. Darren McFadden is the prime example of it. Traylon Burks. Matt Jones. Just to name a few examples. You know, I know Ryan Mallett even, rest in peace, was not technically from Arkansas, but you might as well have been. But still, those are some of the best players that ever came through the football program from the state. And same thing in basketball, too. You know, say what you want about, but Nick Smith Jr., definitely. Bobby Portis, definitely. Daniel Gafford, definitely. Those are guys playing in the NBA right now. 
doing big things. So football, it means so much more, though. You have to be able to get the big-time players out of your state when they're available and when they're there, and especially at a position like the offensive or defensive line, depending on whatever he ends up playing. It's a big get for Sam Pittman. It's a big get for his staff. I don't know if Karius Kern is going to be great or not. I really don't. None of us do. But what I do know is that he has upside. He has ability. And Sam Pittman has done a good job in doing what he can to recruit him, to bring him in, and to hopefully develop him into being a great player. But in-state kids mean a lot. Whether they pan out or not is up to them and up to the fates of them. But it means a lot. So kudos to Sam Pittman. Kudos to Arkansas. And hopefully he stays committed because we all know that that can change at any point in time. Folks, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W and get maybe two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown. How many points will be scored? And so much more. New customers, if you join today, you get $200 in bonus bets, and your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This is quite the thing that happened that got announced that I really wasn't expecting, but still kind of, it's funny to me. I'll explain why, but it's funny to me. So Hunter Yurichek, the athletic director for the University of Arkansas, has been appointed to the football playoff selection committee. He has signed a three-year deal, or I guess it's not really signing a three-year deal, uh, he's been selected for the next three seasons. He will serve on the 13-person selection committee, and that will begin with the expanded 12-team college football playoff set debut following the 2024 regular season. Michigan Athletics Director Ward Manuel will serve as the selection committee chair for the 2024 season. Nurchek says, It is truly an honor that the College Football Management Committee has appointed me to serve on the selection committee. And especially at such a transformational time in the history of college football as well as the playoff. As an athletics director at three institutions and the father of three sons who have participated in college football, I keenly am aware of the tremendous passion for college football as well as the opportunities afforded to student-athletes through college football. As we all enter into this new era, I look forward to working alongside my fellow selection committee members to continue to foster the growth of this wonderful game. So... He's going to be on the committee, not the, not the chairman, as Jeff Long once was, but it's actually going to be just one of the committee members. And my initial reaction to this was, okay, <laughs> you know, that that's fine. That works. Whatever. I mean, if, if I'm just being honest, now again, it's in some sort of bad thing, it's just, all right. And I think that for Arkansas fans and the impact that it has on them, it's really not, it's not something that exists. Like, it's not something I look at and I'm like, man, now, now that your checks on the, you know, the playoff committee, now we can really do some great things. No, 
But it's also not a negative. Some people have already taken this to the step of, oh, he's just building a resume because that's what Jeff Long did. Because some of you may point to when Jeff Long became the committee chairman of the very first college football playoff committee, the very first year, that it was kind of the beginning of the end for Jeff Long and when it all started crumbling down. You can make that argument. Because you get ahead of yourself. You start maybe thinking that, you know, it, it seems like it's taking away from your responsibilities as an AD or maybe showing that, hey, you're just trying to build up something so you can take a, a jump the next step somewhere else, somewhere forward. And maybe that's the case. I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm trying to give your check the benefit of the doubt. But I also kind of look at it, too, in the same grand scheme of things of if I was an athletic director and they approached me about wanting to say, hey, you want to be on the committee? I would say yes. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, all of us would. I don't know what other things come with it other than just a resume build. But still, to have representation in that capacity is kind of a cool thing. And I could be wrong. I don't know. But I feel like there's probably very few schools that have had both athletic directors that they've had over the past couple of years be on this same committee. So it's got to mean at least a little, little bit something. But overall, I think it's, I think it's going to be a deal where it could end well for your check in Arkansas and just be something that's kind of like, eh, you know, no big deal, whatever, whatever works. Or it could just be something again, him trying to take that next step forward. But I'm glad that he's on the committee, and I'm glad that he's at least, you know, going to be involved to where it may not be as heated as before because now it's going to have 12 teams. So it's not, not going to be a bunch of hated people anymore. It'd probably be a lot easier to do with 12 teams, too, I would assume. I mean, you're not going to please everybody, but I would assume that would be the case. But I'm excited for him, and I think also that because of the – College football playoff being such a, a controversial thing over the past few years, and the fact that it's a three-year deal, it's going to be interesting to see how Juracek may handle that, being that if it's possibly during a coaching search. You know, I'm not trying to say that Sam Pittman will for sure get fired or not, but we got to look at the reality that it is a possibility. And if that happens, you know, Juracek balancing the coaching search while also balancing the rankings of a college football playoff team, like how is that going to work? How's that going to look? I don't think it'll have any major impact. At least I hope not. Again, maybe I'm giving too much of the benefit of the doubt. But I think that with Juracek and what he's done and how he's going to do it with the college football playoff committee and kind of understanding. Plus, he doesn't like officials. <laughs> so I've always uh, given a lot of credit for that. But, yeah, this is, this is going to be nice for him. And I guess we'll see how it impacts his job here. But hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't. Folks, got to tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all you new users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying any tickets. And especially when it comes to having your seat and being able to see it from your phone and from the app. That's important. You know, people don't realize just how much of a cheat code that is, but when you can actually click the seat and see exactly what your view is going to be looking like, that plays a huge part into it. And also the all-in prices, your totals up front, no bunch of hidden fees that you have to go through where it's like, oh, this is a good price, and then three steps later, you're paying double. 
It's nothing like that. All prices, all up front, all with game time. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time because right now game time users get $100 off of a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Trade Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app and use comb Vegas100. V-E-G-A-S 100s. 100. For $100 off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Not a surprise, but still kind of a cool thing that Razorback baseball, we know the predictions are going to start coming in, and the Razorbacks have been predicted to win the 2024 SEC Baseball Championship. Uh, It's voted on by the 14 league head coaches. And it's annual preseason poll, which I laugh about because I'm like, okay, they say coaches, but let's be honest. It's probably the SIDs for the coaches. Uh, maybe some of them vote on them. I'll be curious to see if Dan, Dave Van Horn actually sits down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hammer this out. I'm going to figure it out and see who's, who I, who's going to be the best and whatnot. But either way, Arkansas led uh, everybody by having nine first place votes. So nine of the 14 SEC coaches believe Arkansas is going to finish first. Now, this is what was surprising to me is the first time since 2013 that the Hogs, who are also predicted to win the SEC West, by the way, have been picked to win the SEC Baseball Championship. Now, I know this conference is huge and has so many great teams. Like, I know that. But you're telling me this is the first time, the first time since 2013 in a decade that they've been picked to win? Again, maybe I'm the crazy one, but I was just really surprised by that. Really surprised by it. But it's nice to see some of that recognition. And hopefully this time they actually live up to it. Because 2013, not saying it was a bad year, but they didn't win the SEC that year. So also on top of that, Kendall Diggs and Hagen Smith were both named to the coaches preseason All-SEC team. Uh, first team All-SEC uh, for both guys. Now, I'm not surprised by that. Seeing Hagen Smith, especially, he's going to continue to get the awards and all of that. But uh, yeah, I think also, uh, you know, seeing Kendall Diggs get it too, uh, he'll be great. I was kind of surprised though to see not as many Razorbacks on this list. I, I thought that there would be a lot more, just to be honest, but there's not. In fact, those are the only two. No Stovall, which I know he's hurt, but before that came out, no Stovall, no. Uh, no nobody like that. No Peyton Holt. Guys that were really good last year. Thought that there would just be a few more. But I guess not. Either way. Here's the deal. Arkansas has got a lot of expectations. I think they're going to be amazing. I think they're going to win the SEC. I think they're the best team in the SEC. I think they got it right. And I think that anybody who's predicting otherwise, again, not saying that they're completely wrong, but I don't, I don't know what they're thinking about. Like right now, the SEC champion, Arkansas had nine votes. LSU had three. Florida had two, and Arkansas had nine votes to win the West. LSU had five to win the West. So nobody in thinks besides Arkansas and LSU is going to win the West. And then you have Florida got 11 votes to win the East. Tennessee got two, and Vanderbilt got one. And it's weird seeing Ole Miss and Mississippi State at the very bottom of the list. Not that it hurts my feelings at all, but sixth and seventh is where they're picked at. 
What a time. What a crazy, crazy time. Either way, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at John Neighbor Show for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next week, next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then.